0: Be all right do you know what I into this camera yeah. do you know what episode number this is yeah all
1: Six, right Patrick. 69. tell me when we're rolling
0: Rolling.
1: welcome to episode 19 of the fellowship my name is Adam Hawk my resident guest Ryan angle lighting up a backwoods cigar how's at it? 10 in the morning how's it going Adam it's going great thank you so much for asking very excited to be back in the chair on the couch talking to my good friend about life and golf we have wait, a, wait a
0: minute wait a minute I don't,
1: <laughs> you assume too much What oh, about the good
0: friend part nah, no! We keep going
1: uh, we have a wonderful guest today we're gonna get to you in just a moment but today is like Christmas for us here at nation golf and it's not because it's April 20th 420 it's because today is the opening day of the longest-running member guest tournament out in the <clears throat> desert Please tell us about uh, the power.
0: I was thinking about that right before we got on, <clears throat> what you are saying about this whole Christmas idea here. Realistically, my year starts and finishes with the Masters. Because the Masters hits, everyone's geeked out, and now it's an online, you know, masturbation session of Whoa. who is the greatest Masters fan now, you know, like, look at all this stuff I got in my den, you know? Cool story. But, you know the masters hits everyone gets geeked on golf then the powwow hits mm-hmm. a couple weeks later and then our tournament hits yeah and then it's golf season for most of the rest of the world yep so it's kind of like you know a lot of golf going on this our is wives it. just right about now start to hate us the most as far as the calendar year is concerned absolutely so i would consider the masters kind of like new years yeah like a new years party mhm and then uh, pow wow is like I lost my job and I'm just going to keep the party going. Um, and then our tournament hits and it's like I lost my family and my wife, fuck it, I'm a golfer.
1: You know? <laughs> it's, so, it's very well said. Yeah. I had to uh, kiss my family goodbye today. I will be leaving for four days. Um, I told my wife that in you know, a couple hours she will hate me. She didn't hate me when I left and I said this will all change in a little bit because we're going out to the desert to have a really good time and we're very, very excited about that. Looking forward to getting on the road. Uh, you mentioned the Masters, the winner, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, I just found out, after watching myself on video, that him and I have the exact same footwork, so I believe we are the exact same player. (laughs) Your thoughts?
0: We'll find out tomorrow at 9 a.m. when you're teeing off against two sandbagging old guys. This is great. Yeah, Yeah. um, You and
1: I are partners for this uh, entire member guest.
0: Powwow's the longest-running member guest in the desert. Um, It's what made Indian Wells famous for the most part. As the club that kind of throws the best parties Hmm. Um, and you know things change over the years, but uh, I'm fortunate enough and proud to be on the um, Tournament committee, so a lot of uh, planning goes into it. It's a It's actually a five-day event counting the the big fireworks dinner extravaganza um, Open bar five nine-hole matches with a horse race and then a kachina um, alternate shot shootout um, three parties Breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. It's just a bloodbath, and uh, I can't remember. I can't ever forget the first powwow I played in. Um, playing with all these guys, chalking it up, getting to know some of the, you know, your members. Mm. I'll say, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I'm a once a week golfer. Yeah. You know, you go out to these things. You're you're calloused. Yeah. Right. And at the end of it, we're at the shindig, and they're like, Hey, Ryan, you staying in town a little bit? You want to play in our Monday game? And I was like, no. (laughs) I don't want to play golf ever again. I'm fucking done with golf. Yeah. Like, how much more golf can I play? Yeah. Speaking of which, I don't know how the guys on tour do it. You had the practice round and the pro-am and playing all four days walking. Wow. Yeah. That's a a lot lot of golf. That's a lot lot of golf. I don't think people understand um, the commitment that takes, you know, and yeah um, I like my little skins game at Muni every mm-hmm. Wednesday with some morning cocktails yeah and a nice uh, chicken Caesar wrap at lunch with Sidewinder fries
1: that sounds good to me the good news is I love playing golf in front of strangers and I play my best golf in front of you so this should be a wonderful wonderful experience
0: for you us. You played great in that mustache match
1: yes by the way if you haven't seen it yet go check out the uh, mustache match uh, we played to see who got to keep their mustache as you can tell right now by looking at us, it's still a mystery on who won that, but go ahead and uh, and check it out. Uh, oh, drinking ammunition whiskey. Ammunition whiskey. whiskey Before uh, we bring this our is guest official on. Official
0: sponsor of the uh, uh, Nation Desert Classic this year. This is their straight rye that's finished in Pinot Noir
1: barrels. Very happy to have them on board. We can't thank them enough. <clears throat> yeah. So without further ado, as I pour up, or you have already poured me an ammunition, thank you. We do want to bring on our guest. He is a golf instructor. He is a scratch player. He is a former. Semi-pro skateboarder, believe oh, it or right. not, he is a proud member of the Tropicana's Player Club, and he is a once upon a time actor who you might have seen in Glee, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Fate. Come on down. Hey buddy. What's up, sir? Please Please take for one. Me. Please take one. I'm gonna take a squat here. Mm-hmm. Nothing like shaking hands with a man who admits he doesn't wash his hands after taking a piss. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't piss on
2: my hands. <laughs> so why do I wash them? Right?
1: Yeah. Thank you for being here, Dave. We uh, we appreciate is it. Or as one of
0: my good buddies, uh, Rye Monson once famously quoted, "I don't touch my own dick."
1: <laughs> well, we're <laughs> off to a wonderful start. <laughs> I feel like I'm at a Instagram golf coach summit right now yeah. uh, because I have two of the most yeah. prominent Instagram golf coaches on the couch. I don't what know if
0: anyone sits at home and sees my page and goes, prominent is the word that
1: I'd like to use. Well, here's what's great. Uh, one person on this couch has devoted their life to making fun of golf coaches with a satire account. The other person on this couch is a uh, paying his bills off of being a serious golf coach. <laughs> but uh, Dave, you approach maybe it's it-
0: because I seriously can't golf. <laughs> yep.
1: There you go. You approach it though in a very uh, relatable way, a lot less uh, d baggery than than the other golf coaches that that Engle's making fun of. Uh, what is your philosophy and approach to teaching the great game of golf? So, golf
2: is such a hard complicated complex game and you know you can play a couple holes well and then just blow up and have a terrible fucking round um now a lot of that is actually related to how you're feeling that day Mm. did you fight with your wife in the Mm -hmm. morning all these other things um and you have to understand that typical golf instruction you know is geared towards somebody who's able to practice five or six days a week yeah um you have to understand that the average golfer is playing maybe once a week, mm-hmm. maybe hitting the rain, range once a week. So you have to simplify things because also people are coming to mm-hmm. golf from other sports. Mm-hmm. So like somebody who's played baseball their whole life, I can't tell them, you know, you're swinging two degrees left, you know, with a face angle of... I mean, that that's like, you know, you're speaking Latin, you know, you need to simplify it mm-hmm. and... I find nice
0: hawk. Hello. <laughs> well, speaking of hawk stumbling, uh, I'd like to cut you off real quick before you get any further. Um, hawk just famously uh, gave Hank Haney eighty dollars to fix his slice online. So eighty dollars,
1: <laughs> yeah. Hank Haney. Fuck, I'm more expensive than that. <laughs> well, it was only one video. <laughs> yeah. eighty
0: dollars for a video. Yeah. Did Hank... it fix your slice? Sure. Well, we're gonna find out. We're gonna tomorrow. find
2: out. So, so Hank Haney sure is not a super confident. <laughs> <response>. Hank
1: Amy <Haney laughs> dumped a ton of money into this Instagram video ad saying like, I promise I'll fix your slice with five minutes and one swing. Wow. And like I had seen it like 30 times and it was, I don't know, midnight and I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling and I'm I see the ad and I'm like, you know what? He got me. It, and but, I went let, and got my credit card, and I paid for let, the video. Let's, let's back up here. Let's reverse Does engineer.
2: Adam also have that hammer driver that promises <laughs> he'll hit it 700 yeah. yards?
1: let love let's that. <laughs> That's such a good
0: <laughs> ad. Let's reverse engineer what just happened here. Adam, who is my business partner here at Nation Golf, who puts up with my harassment on a daily basis, of which has a satire golf coach account, then gets a job at the SCGA, is plugged into multiple facets of golf, and he stumbles across Hank Haney's money trap, (laughs) and he gets his credit card out. Yeah. So that's what happened. I'm just... Got your ass. (laughs) Got him. So chalk that one up
2: to uh, Tiger's former coach, and he'll tell you. I Uh, guess what this tells me is I'm not scamming hard enough. yeah, Yeah, yeah yeah Um. the thing is is there's no one video that's magically gonna fix your fucking swing well, I you uh, I'm really sorry I'm I, everybody out there who's bought that video or any other video I apologize if you don't practice and if you're not practicing with a purpose nothing fucking matters no video matters no tip matters you have to be invested in getting better yeah And admit that you have to get better. Stop Mm -hmm. saying I just had a bad day when you shoot 94 for the 10th time in a row. Yeah, Mm -hmm. It's like, take responsibility. I can get better. And I truly believe everyone can get better. It's not like you shoot 87 because you're a putz. Like, you just don't really even know what you're doing. So 87 is a miracle. Yeah. That's well said.
0: I mean, everyone likes a six-pack. They don't want to put in the work to get one. Yeah. That being said, I'm more of a... 18 wheeler, 36 pack kind of guy. You sure,
1: know what I mean? sure. And I'm well on my way hanging out with you and working with you. I do want to bring up uh, one person before we get into your story because you do have an incredible story. But I want to bring up one person that we all know in this room uh, that you recently gave a golf lesson to. He is a friend of ours and uh, his name is Lars Lewis. And we say this with the Did most... Did he break
0: his neck or something?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we say this with the most uh, affection Love possible. Lars. Because we love, we love Lars. We love you. Lars, uh, you're actually legit,
2: like a, a genuinely sweet guy. Yeah. And at first when I met him, I thought he was like fake mm-hmm. or phony, you know, somehow. Because you never meet people who are just <laughs> genuinely spread love yeah. and just have good vibes. Right. Yeah. That's Lars. That's Lars. Before we get into the next part. yes.
1: So (laughs) Lars uh, took a lesson from you and you video these lessons and you'll cut them up into reels and you'll show other people who follow you, you know, how you fix this person and what the viewer can do to fix their own swing. Lars looked like he was in a car accident. Now, (laughs) I, I don't mean like he had gotten out of a car accident. I meant he was like currently experiencing a car accident. His stance, and I think Ryan put it great, looked like a broken skeleton in a biology teacher's classroom. <laughs> you
2: know, in the nexus, like <laughs> He was getting into some setup positions that I didn't know were physically possible. Me neither. He looked like the Pixar lamp.
1: It was unbelievable. He also looked kind of <laughs> you like... You know, the-, the Pixar lamp goes <laughs> like this. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and he kind of was swinging like a wee golf character mm-hmm. a little bit.
1: Yeah, it was very wee.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, very- I know that the world frowns uh, up upon um, cigarettes. But there's just nothing classier than a, than a grown man having a cigarette uh-huh. on a couch with his legs crossed. When you're smoking indoors, yeah. you know it's I mean, just, just something a different classy vibe. about It, it yeah. really is, yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm not a cigarette guy. I've always been a cigar guy. But man, I can appreciate someone
2: who can wear one well. Yeah, how you know about I mean? that? I about mean, honestly, I hated smoking when I was a kid. Yeah. Like every time, And this was back when you'd smoke on smell. airplanes and, smell. Yeah. and anywhere and we'd be like in a restaurant at a Non smoking section next to the smoking section, yeah. and I'd be like, ah, I can't be here, you know. Yeah. I and then I'm watching, you know, like Nicholas yeah. and Hogan ripping butts on the tee and then just sending a persimmon like 320 down the middle. and I'm like, you know, maybe there's something to those things, yeah,
1: yeah. Back to Lars for a sec. Uh, yeah, sorry, when you got off topic, no, it's hey. no problem. When you uh first that should be the title of our show, <laughs> Off Topic with Adam Hawk. <laughs>
2: Because Ryan Engle doesn't go outside. Yeah, I'm part of the fucking script, yeah. guys.
1: Right. When you first saw Lars set up and you started to film, what yeah. was going through your head?
2: I was really confused <laughs> because he's really into golf.
1: Yeah.
2: And um, he started getting into coaching a bit himself. I think he does a lot of like junior coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of, like, had assumed that he had a base understanding of, like, what you need to do to, to have great, consistent contact. Yeah. Mm. Um, but he, like so many all other golf instructors, are so focused on having a technically perfect takeaway position at the top and all these other things yeah, yeah. that by the time you even get to transition, you're lost. Because in your mind, you've done all you need to do. Yeah. But when in reality, impact is the only important thing. This mm-hmm. is why Jim Furick, you know, shoots 58. This is why Matt Wolfe has one on tour. Yeah. This is why all these people play so well because their impact is elite. Mm. Yeah. They compress the ball. They're hitting ball and then turf, and they can get into that impact position from kind of wherever they go on the way back. Totally. I mean, my philosophy is that if you're not comfortable taking the club away, that's a terrible takeaway. Yeah. I don't care if it's outside your hands, and you look like Adam Scott when you freeze frame it at P two or P three. Just get it in the slot. Just, just get it to a place where you feel balanced yeah, yeah. and comfortable. Because, man, could you imagine swinging the club like with,
0: you know, higher nerves, awkward tempo,
2: and like kind of like doubt? You know, yes, like, because that's how I swung when I started playing. Yeah, golf.
0: but I mean, like, that that's the thing. And it's like, you're right. Everyone's so focused on freaking, like,
2: you know. When I see people rehearsing their swing on the range, it's all from, like, here to here to here. Like, a million times, and then they shank a ball. Mm. And they're like, oh, my my takeaway was perfect. And it's like, but your takeaway is not hitting the ball. Impact is where you make contact yeah. with the ball. And that's really where my game really changed... There was just a revelation that i don't need to be technically
1: perfect because there is no technically perfect let's get into your story because it's incredible you're a scratch golfer who teaches but you didn't start until 2015. you were born here in los angeles you went to the east coast for college then you came back to la to be an actor and a lot of people say that you know they were actors once upon a time but you actually have a legit imdb page (laughs) And like, because that's the like mark of, those? of a great actor. And do I have one? of those? I don't know. I didn't. I haven't yeah. checked. yet. <laughs> uh, Everybody, and, look that up. <laughs> uh, you were, uh, as I mentioned today,
2: Ryan think a fucking IMDb. idiot. <laughs> Ryan Engel, zero credit.
1: <laughs> as I mentioned in your uh, intro, you were in the show Glee. So before we get into that, what was your <laughs> impetus for becoming an actor? How did that start, impetus. and how did it end?
2: I was really good at baseball my whole life. Played baseball in high school. Hawk thinks he was good at baseball too. Okay, <laughs> and a lot of people think they're good at a lot That's of things. That's what I was getting at. You but know? when them lights come on,
0: <laughs> I think his light just came on. Uh,
2: I, I was really good, you know, and I had a couple offers from from like you know southern legit D two D one baseball schools, and I tore my ACL when I was like sixteen, mm-hmm. and then I did it again when I was like seventeen. So. The prospect of me actually playing d1 the offers went away nobody cared about a 17 year old with two ACL replacements um, and I really liked performing I liked storytelling I was always like the cut up in class you know fucking around making people laugh and um, and honestly the drama kids were like pretty cool yeah I have to be honest I mean they're nerds and you know whatever yeah, yeah. but they're chill yeah yeah and they're not gonna like shit on you or call you a kike or you know because I went to high school in Virginia and I'm Jewish so there's a lot of this like Jew boy kike like southern bullshit that I had to deal with and I go in the theater and nobody's calling me those names Um, and um, it just felt like a safer environment and you know I didn't really know what I wanted to do in college and I was like this is fun so I just started auditioning I got into a bunch of schools and um, I went to college for acting and it was great I really liked it. I mean, it taught me a lot about how to be like an emotionally available person. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can still be a man, mm-hmm. but you you have to be like, you have to have compassion to be a fully rounded person. Mm-hmm. When I was just a jock, it was hard to find that other side. Sports! <laughs> I, this, well, the high school baseball coaches that I had was a Vietnam vet, this old guy, I'll never forget there's a he is hitting balls was in the outfield and it's like i ran in and i misjudged it so i had to slide on my knees and like yeah. put my hand back bitching, <laughs> and he goes i you need to lay the fuck out for that ball fink it looks like you're giving a blowjob get off your fucking knees like so that's that's like one world you yeah, yeah yeah um and now and golf's not like Necessarily like that Well nowadays it's kind of <laughs> Kind of like, So anyways like Yeah I went to school for acting And it was great and fun and stuff And I realized I wasn't super into like the theater Like I liked it mm-hmm. But film I was like Really into mm-hmm. um, And so And I loved LA And I was a skateboarder uh, Sponsored and everything In college Throughout college I skated um Tore my ACL again. So that's three.
1: That's three. You got um, two more to go, right? The yeah, two man. more to
2: go. So then I moved to LA. I'm like, this is great. I can skate every day. I'm 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 auditioning. You know, I quickly got a commercial agent, a theatrical agent, uh, uh, an entertainment attorney, a fucking publicist, an agent. A man. Like all these things. And I was going on all these great auditions. I went in for Disney a lot because oh. I was like 20, mm-hmm. 21. But... Could pass for like 16, yeah. 17 Yeah,
1: you had that Zach Efron young I did, yeah. I
2: did um, I actually got mistaken For one of the Lawrence brothers A lot Oh wow Like I'd have people Lawrence Like, uh, you know Like they did that show Brotherly Love Yeah, yeah um, And so like I'd be working with people On set And they go Hey man I saw you in and out in Studio City last night and you didn't say what up. Like I came you acted like you didn't know me. I was like, I was not yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And so people literally want to like mistake me for him. But um, you know, I was like always like a comedy guy. Yeah. I could do dramatic, but my look was kinda like teeny bopper almost. So that's mm-hmm. how they were marketing me. Was like mm-hmm. And so yeah, I went out for all these fluffy kind of stupid shows a lot of soap operas Mm. and then i got on glee yeah um and glee was cool you know it's like a big set jane lynch is there Mm, who i love she's fucking hilarious Uh she's in like the best in show Mm -hmm. yeah what a movie stuff she's she's great um and i'm my role was i was the prom king runner up yeah so i do the whole makeup i got my lines i'm like first booked my first gig in Hollywood. We're on the stage, we film like a take, and then the director, um, who was, the guy who was originally Marty McFly, what's his name? Mm. I just don't Michael. Eric something. Anyways, he got it replaced by Michael J. Fox. This guy happened to be directing the episode. Are you about to have your Marty McFly moment from this guy? Yeah. He he McFly'd me, bro. And so I'm like in a bunch of scenes like dancing next to the main cast. Yeah. Because we filmed those first. Yeah. And then you're not in it. And then I'm not in it. And um, and you know, I did a bunch of commercials. You really wanted prom King runner up. Bro, I had it. (laughs) I was there. Um but you know, the more time that went by, the industry's so toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like a wafy dude. Mm-hmm. My parents are not fat, but we're not like little people. Yeah. And you know, there was a point where it's like they were like called me in. Hey, how much do you weigh? Yeah. I was like, well, I weigh 160 right now. Yeah. And they're like, you need to get to 140, 145. And I'm like. Like, okay... Is that what Tom Cruise weighs? <laughs> I, probably, because he's five foot nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it got really toxic really fast. Yeah. And then and you hear no a lot. Mm-hmm. And other things happen where, like, I'm in for General Hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a contract rule. So the, the contract was two years, two million dollars. And General Hospital is a gig where they film an episode every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they do, like, one take. So you're on set every day for seven hours. And, and a lot of actors do it because it's like, you want to act? They'll be on a soap opera. Yeah. Because they film every fucking day. Yeah. And so I was up for the role. I got put on what's called hold. So it's like you and one other guy. And Mm -hmm. they tell you it's between you and one other guy. And two times, General Hospital, I got to that point. And both times... They went with somebody else. Yeah. Um, but more than that, like why I stopped doing it was just the toxicity level of like, you have to look like this. I remember I grew my hair out a little bit, and my commercial agent called me and fired me. <laughs> they were like, I saw a picture of you on Facebook with long hair, we're dropping you. I was like, okay. Wow. Like, and nice. the thing is, these people work for you, but you feel like like, you're indebted to them. Uh-huh. And like, you're their slave. It's like, they get 10%. They do 10% of the work. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I just was like, I want to perform. I want to storytell. I want to be around people. And this is not that. Yeah, yeah.
1: But while you were doing this, uh, you were, like every up-and-coming actor, working at a bar.
2: Well, it's like you're an actor in L.A. What and anytime time somebody at? tells me that, I say, okay, cool. What restaurant do you work at? Yes, yes. But um, no, like a bunch of just, I was bartending everywhere and you know, the culture is I'm working six days a week first off. Yeah. Uh, Work doesn't start until seven. Yeah. And
1: gets off. Gets off at
2: three. Yeah. You're done cleaning up by four. Yeah. You go home, you can't sleep until six. Right. Yeah. It's an unhealthy lifestyle. And then on my day off, it's like, well, let's go parties. You go to other bars, you know, other bartenders, everything is free. Yeah. It's a good show. And then at the end of the night, it's like, I'm not doing cocaine, but like, some dude i'm like you gotta leave we're closing and he pulls out a bag and it's like all right you can stay uh-huh uh and so i would do a little coke here and there i mean it, it was like a lifestyle it's like yeah. I'm, I'm a hollywood actor i know famous people yeah. i'm you know going and partying and i'm young so i'm not thinking this is like really gonna affect you're the, in the vacuum my health bro yeah. like yeah. and it did it, it really did i got pancreatitis um i thought it was like food poisoning went to the hospital. They're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I was in there for like almost two weeks. They almost did open heart surgery on me because they didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. They didn't even assume pancreatitis because that only happens to people that are like usually 45 or over lifetime drinkers. Mm -hmm. I didn't even start drinking until I was like 20. So I was late to the game, but I made up time for it. And so yeah, after I got pancreatitis, it was like, all right, no more bartending. Mm -hmm. I was over the acting. Um, I hated people telling me what to do and who to be, and and um, it's 99% rejection. Yeah. And it felt like I could do everything right. Mm-hmm. And to compare it to golf, like I would practice eight hours a day. Yeah. And then still lose. Yeah. And then when I started playing golf, it was like I would go and practice chipping for four hours, like seriously. And then the next day, I'd get up and down like eight out of nine times. Yeah. And I'm like. That's so cool. Yeah, like you get out what you actually put into yes. this game. Like, I love that because yep. that was the opposite of my industry that I was in before.
1: And while you were in the industry and bartending and partying seven days a week, you did develop alcoholism. I did. And I did. As an alcoholic who went through the surgery that you went through, and we've talked about three of your torn ACLs. It actually ended up being five. You had to go for double knee replacement so yeah somewhere around 2015 you are an alcoholic who can't walk who's depressed from the industry your dad sends you something in the mail in 2015 that not only changes your life but probably saves it what did he send you
2: sent me a pair of um, ping black dot irons from 1998, 1997, something like that. It was One of his old sets. Mm-hmm. Um, what had happened is that, yeah, I was still skating even after the three torn ACLs, and I blew my knee out this last time, and it was both. Well, I came in, and they go, you know, you don't even have an ACL in your right knee. And, um, and usually they'll put, they'll take your hamstring and put it in the other knee. They had already done this. Mm-hmm. There was no options. They also had done a cadaver. Where some dead guy's ACL get... There was no more options, and I had arthritis. Like, I had 60-year-old man arthritis at age 27. And so, the surgery was taking my hamstring from my right leg, putting it into my left knee, and then doing something called drilling microscopic holes in your bone because I have no cartilage. So, they drill, like, about 700 to 1,000 holes in your bones. And what happens is cartilage... Or marrow rather like leaks out and sort of becomes new cartilage, so I couldn't walk for six months because they did it to both knees Holy at the same shit. time. So I'm literally immobile like six months. I moved back with my parents, mom and dad. Love you. Thanks for dealing with five ACL wow, surgeries. Wow, dude. They weren't happy after the first two, and then after that it was like you're a fucking asshole. Right. So, but anyways, uh, I relearned how to walk at their house. Um, When I got back to LA, the pancreatitis hit. um, And so I was down bad. I was was in the dumps. I can't skate. I can't play baseball. I can't play tennis. I can't shoot around the basketball. I literally can't do anything mobile. And that kills me because I'm an active person. Mm -hmm. And the skating was like the hardest breakup of my life because I loved it. Mm -hmm. I had to unfollow every skate account that I had. I threw out every board I had. All the videos I had, I had to get rid of it because I was obsessed. Right. And so I'm back in LA and I'm just like, I can't drink. Uh, I gained some weight. I'm really upset. Um, I'm feeling purposeless. I'm not into the acting anymore. And my dad's like, let me send you my golf clubs. And I'm like, Dad, we, we, we went through this. When I was nine, mm-hmm. you brought me to the course. It's the worst. I mean, this is pre-Tiger. It's not cool. I have to wear khakis. This polo is totally non-breathable and uncomfortable because yeah. it's like heavy cotton. Which yeah. we love. You know, there's like spikes on my shoes. I'm like slipping on the fucking page. Nails. Love that too. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I was just not into it. I was, I was like, don't bring me here ever again. Yeah. And so we didn't so I'm like, we went over this. He's like, please just try it. So he sent me these clubs. And so I went to the driving range. I just looked up, where's the driving range in Los Angeles? Found Wilson Harding. And um, I went and I started hitting balls.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, as a former baseball player, like I don't, I didn't know really how to grip it. I think I had a 10-finger grip to start like a yeah. baseball player. Yep. And I'm hitting balls. I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking hitting some of these pearls pretty good right yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah. this is cool. Like, let me go play golf. Um <laughs> and so yeah I went to go play my first round I just was like how does this work they're like you pay and you know it was like 50 bucks I was like oh that's expensive now I'll just walk and so you know I have this like old leather yeah. bag with like half of a functioning strap and I hit my first tee shot like well mm-hmm. and it's like in the fairway and I get up to it and you know I'm playing with three strangers and um, and I pick up the ball and I get my tee out and I like <laughs> put it on the tee and they're like Yo, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like,
1: Ugh. I don't know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. I, am I not allowed to do this? You is were that... trying
1: to tee it up in the middle of the fairway.
2: Yeah, on my second, second shot. shot. Yeah. I didn't understand that you don't tee it up after. I, I thought yeah. that's why you have a tee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Perfect. Uh, I thought you don't tee it up once you get onto the green. Anyways, yep. I didn't fucking know anything. Yep. But I wanted to keep score. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, okay, so I now I hit this ball the whole way there on the ground. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> like first hole after like a good drive, probably a sixteen. Yes, yes. and I'm really like I'm doing keeping it. score. I don't even know how to cheat yet because I don't know the rules. Yeah. So, yep, one, two, probably shot 143 that day, mm-hmm. and it was humiliating. I mean, these are, these other people probably shot low 90s, but to me, it felt like that was another universe. Mm-hmm. So. I go back again, like the next day, because I was pretty upset, mm. and I'm like, I could do better than that. You know, I'm a natural athlete. Yeah. Like, why is there such a disconnect? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like, if I wouldn't play pickup basketball, I wouldn't miss every shot I took. Yeah, yeah. I'm missing every shot yeah, that yeah. I'm taking. So second time, like 143. I think I shot the same score on the dot. So it's I go. Weird how that works yeah. out. What the fuck? How's that possible? <laughs> I know. even? So I would have guessed that happened. I was it? humiliated and like, I'm already, right, feeling down on my luck yep. and bad about myself. So I'm like, I don't need another thing to, kick <laughs> to, me to make in me. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm down. Don't kick me while I'm down. So I'm, I tell myself, if I don't break 130, this third time I'm fucking quitting golf because this is stupid. 129. S- start, wait. <laughs> Started with a 12. Not a good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10, nine, eight. So we're getting there. Yeah. Now the, the, it's the fifth hole on Harding. Mm. Um, back before they redesigned it. So it was 190 like three yards. I don't know how far these clubs are supposed yeah. to go. Like this, I'm like, what are you hitting? Yeah. To the guys who actually know what they're doing. This guy's like, I'm hitting a six iron. I'm like, I'll hit a six iron. I fucking, it was the first shot I ever felt like that, just pure contact. And I was happy with that. I was like, that's awesome. Right at the flag, hits like two feet above it, comes back in, ace. And it's not like a Mickey Mouse ace. It's like 190 with a six iron. And I'm all like, let's fucking go. And I throw my club. and, (laughs) And these guys are like, they're kind of stoked but they're also But minor. they're also like motherfucker. This guy went 12 10 9 8. Yeah, yeah. And then 1. Yeah. And so and I'm t- and I'm saying and I'm like, that was so awesome. Like, when does that happen for you guys and yeah. and how many rounds like yeah. um per round like, you know, 10 rounds, uh, 12 yeah. rounds, and the guys like, I've been playing for 20 years. I'm a four. Yeah. I've never made eight. Right. Right. And I was, and I had already told them like this is my third round. I'm sorry that I'm so bad.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, serious. it's like when Happy Gilmore. Those guys today are still telling that story. Right.
1: It's like when Happy Gilmore's at that dinner, and everyone's got their gold jacket on. Oh, and that's he, a and nice he, jacket. And he looks at yeah. Shooter and goes, "And hey, where's yours?" Yeah. And he has no idea like how hard it is to get one of those, and he just absolutely ruined. Well, what
2: I said them. was, and and because I'm a huge I'm a huge golf movie fan, and well, there are like four. I said right when I go because i've like six putted the first five holes so i go that's so much easier than putting i should yeah. just get it in the hole in one every time and Good then player. i started to fucking pull it together yeah. yeah i made a couple pars i was like holy shit i shot 99 mm, nice and so i was that's like great. shattered my 130 goal yeah um and i was like golf is cool yeah that hole in one was amazing yeah yeah um and also they're all like you have to buy us a drink and i was like huh <laughs> yeah. i'm like you gotta buy me a fucking what drink what a great tradition it yeah it is what a great but tradition. it was dope because we got to go yeah, yeah. And, and i sat with these strangers right and we talked about the game and it was like my first experience of meeting new people on the golf course one of them was a 90 year old woman who walked all 18. god
1: uh, bless her
2: a savage just a warrior. Wow. And so, like, and I'm like, this is, I'm having a drink with a 90 year old broad who's a salve. Two guys, one of them's a good golfer, one of them likes to have fun. Like, this is so cool. Yeah. I would just never meet those different types of people totally. when you're doing other things. Um, totally. Uh, but it was cool, and I'm, I'm hyped on golf now. Yeah. So, I'm like, I tell my buddy, golf is cool. Yeah. He's one of my actor buddies, he's like, golf is
1: not cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's go to this course. It's like $7 to play. We go to the Lowest Fields course. I'm telling him on the first hole, this is how you swing. You know, I think I'm a pro now. Right. right. <laughs> um, and we get to the second hole, and there's a hill next to, to the green. And it's, like, 130 yards. And I, I told him, I think if you hit it off that hill, it'll, like, go onto the green. And I hit a pitching wedge, and it, like, hits the hill. And it rolls, like, fast down the hill, like, across the green and, like, smashes the flagstick and just goes, goes in. in. <laughs> and I'm, like let's go and my buddy who's never played is like that's cool but also not really realizing like the odds of that are like right. one in a trillion yeah. but to make, make you, two in
1: like two weeks did you even realize no so I'm you probably think it's normal no
2: so and my dad is a lifetime golfer right and so once he sent so me the clubs so he's sort him. of into it so I call him and I go I hit a hole in one and he goes you know that a, a hole in one means like he starts to explain to me what a hole in one is because mm-hmm. he thinks that I don't know Yeah. and I'm like no no it was my first ball like, the first shot, it went in the hole. And he's yeah. like, how the fuck is this possible? Then I call, I send him a text. I hit a hole in one. Like, the week later, he goes, yeah, I know. You told me. I go, no, no, I, I hit another one. <laughs> and he was like, you that's not, no, it. no. He said, that's not possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I still don't believe you.
2: Nobody does. <laughs> uh, people think I'm making it up. Yeah, just... But so, so, you know, to, honestly, to, to even think you're going to be good, you have to have a level of delusion.
1: Uh, he says it all the time you have to have this cocky level of confidence because it's such
2: a hard game to even actually think that you could go out and beat the course consistently
1: yeah yeah
2: right it's like your borderline narcissistic personality disorder you have it's so hard There's, there's
0: two there's two secrets to the game and this goes for every level it's either being able to have the shortest memory of all time which is secret number one or the notch above that is to have something bad happen to your round shot what have you and be like oh yeah motherfucker watch this mm. if you can do that that's the secret because as as soon as you take that poopy diaper to the next shot there is no fucking way you're not and, coming back
2: yeah and if your you, rest of your round is done by the way now if too. you
0: weren't if you weren't green and excited to learn yes that is 12-10-9-8 would have affected
2: that tee shot on six, but you were just like, hey guys, what should I hit? Like, Your I don't know. Yeah. And almost, it was like, Great. it was almost like, this can't get worse. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, now listen, a- no, the frustration though did come because well, as you get better, that's when it creeps in. Your expectations yep. change, and that's the worst part. Yep. I, you know, I'm stoked on a 99. I'm telling all my buddies. But now you're like, if I shot a 99, I bury my head in the sand and yeah. like fucking disappear. So it's 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 this chasing the dragon with yeah. golf, and that's why people get obsessed with it because there is no best. You can never get. You can never reach your reach your peak. Yeah, never. No. It is the the ceiling is unlimited and even guys you got nicholas saying shit like i'm still learning things about the game like how you've won a million majors yeah and you're the goat tiger too i'm still learning about my game i'm still learning about myself so yes the the bold confidence and like delusion but also like belief in yourself and humility that that helps the humility like you can't get better until you admit that you suck yeah. and that you need to get better.
1: Yeah, I do have two questions for you because we do have to wrap. We could do this all day. This is the most in-depth like, golf conversation we've ever had. But two questions for you. Does your dad know the impact that sending those golf clubs had on your life? We are seven years away since he sent it. You're now a scratch golfer. You're still sober. From and let me
0: add to that question.
2: Sober, but ragu- I smoke play weed. Reg- but that's it. Do you play regularly with your dad? My dad doesn't play that much anymore. It's like five or six times a year. So yeah, we play together. Um, but he's like, he's kind of past his obsessive point. Yeah. Um, that was when he was younger and he was a member at a couple different country clubs. But look, to be a scratch golfer, you have to be practicing like thirty hours a week. Like it's not easy. So it's like you lose friends. You lose your wife is fucking pissed all the time. By the way, honey, I love you, yeah. but you know you gotta sacrifice, we both do, so yeah. that yeah. I can keep helping people grow yeah. the game, yeah. but um, I don't know if he really knows, like, that it saved, legit saved my life, because yeah. I could have, you know, kept drinking again, it's real yeah. easy to die from pancreatitis if you continue to drink, um, but it gave me a purpose and a passion, and like, I now I'm meeting all these people, like, you know, you guys, like, this is so awesome. Like, there's, I there's, love yeah. meeting rad people who love golf. And, you know, it's like a lifetime game. Like, we're all now going to be smoking and hanging out and playing golf and talking about golf for the rest of our lives. Right. Well, do right. do right. us You're a right. solid. You're right and, about that. Um, you can... You can um, so maybe. just quickly, shout out, Dad. You did save my yeah. life. I don't know if I've ever said it to you, but I love you. Thank you for golf and for everything. And yeah, we'll have
0: this episode out on DVD. You can mail it to
2: him so you can watch this. And YouTube uh, is on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, my dad is actually a writer for Forbes, a VR AR writer. So he's actually a futurist, which Whoa. is fucking crazy. Cool. Yes. Nice. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. So he actually can open a PDF file himself.
1: (laughs) He'll have to teach me. (laughs) The last thing I wanted to say is, uh, in a way, golf has been your therapy. But in another way, therapy has been your therapy. We just talked to Bradford Wilson. He's a huge advocate of mental health. He's in therapy himself. Ryan Engel uh, does therapy. You do therapy, and uh, you believe in it. Just a few uh, thoughts and words on what therapy has meant for you.
2: So... I did therapy a little bit as a teenager. You know, I had some angst and anger. Um, dealt with a lot of bullying because of the Jewish stuff in the South. Um, and I kind of, like, got away from it. Um, but, you know, I do have some mental health issues. I'm not a crazy person, but, um, you know, I am diagnosed OCD, AD. Uh, a couple other things that do require actual medication. And when it I wasn't... huh? Require, require work. Require work. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not enough to just say, I got this, because yeah, yeah. it's, your brain is so powerful. Yeah. It's Talk about golf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your brain's the most powerful thing in the world. If you're looking at a four footer and you're thinking, I'm draining this shit, yeah. it goes in a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're looking at a two footer thinking, I might miss this, you miss it a lot of the time. Right. But anyways, for therapy, I just had gotten to a place in my life where I was so angry and there, I felt so much shame and self-hatred. You know, for my idea of my own shortcomings. Mm. And therapy taught me to sort of forgive myself, move on, be better. You can be Um, your own biggest enemy. You know what I mean? Right? And the other thing is like depression Mm -hmm. that is hidden. Depression that is, you know, put down turns into sadness, which turns into extreme anger. So people, you end up lashing out you know when you don't mean to you instantly regret it you can't control your emotions so i started God, we with this. know nothing about that you know it's like you know and honestly i would I, i've never not thrown a club on a course yeah but like would i ever do that now no like because yeah. you're doing i work. am me i feel confident in who i am you're my, working on your short game i'm working on my short game and my mental game yeah, but yeah. no my therapist jennifer is awesome you know, just having someone to talk to. You, Fox, you can't man. go it alone, and also it's not something to be ashamed of. These stigmas, like, you know, let's, T- can we make right. 280 right. yards off the tee great again? Yeah. And also, like, helping out your buddies, Yeah. asking if they're okay, checking in. My buddy Tony Bacardi, we, we all love Tony, recently lost his mother, who was really important in I his told life.
0: Him, I told him this morning
2: that you were coming on the show, and he was like, that fucker
0: gets on before got on before me. me.
2: <laughs> Shout out TV, you're a nut job. Um, but you know, he lost his mom, and it's like, and here's a guy who, by the way, is is ultra masculine mm. in the sense that he's a man man, yeah. fixes his own car, yeah. does all of his own woodworking and electrician shit. I call a guy for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? And so like off the top, you wouldn't necessarily think, let me check in on this guy, yeah. but He's my friend. Yeah, like, yeah. are you okay and what do you need? Yeah. And it's two questions. Yeah. Yeah. But like, be a buddy. Yeah. We're 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 all mature men. Yeah. You know, enough of this, like putting fucking people down. I'm sick of that. Yeah. Like, and that's what I try not to do with my students, okay? Yep. If you have a teacher that's making you feel like bad about yourself and like the game is impossible, weave them. Confights. If, if you're following accounts that are just Toxic, yeah. making fun of people all the time, talking shit for views, just don't follow. Yeah. And you, you don't have to react either. It's hard for me because I get some TikTok comments, "You're a fat piece of shit." I want to be like, "Well, come play me for a hundred dollars a hole," you know. But what's the real response? Nothing. Yeah. You know, let this person be them. My mission and your mission, and which is why I was so stoked to come on the show, is spreading golf in a fun. Way with friends and meeting new people, yeah. Yeah. that you can have respect, you can all have fun, yeah. regardless of skill level. And
1: I like how you looked at me when you said that, yeah, thank you, Dave. I couldn't look at Ryan, we, <laughs> we all need one of those tips friends. from the tips. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, yeah. the fucking guy
2: plays the tips. What am I gonna say? <laughs> um, but no, like honestly, like I just feel like my main mission now is. And I'd love to go pro. I'd love to go pro, that'd be amazing. Yeah. But honestly, what's so fulfilling for me and it fills my heart with love and joy is making people better, helping them have more fun. The response when they're excited from what showing someone one thing and they text me, I shot twenty strokes better yesterday yeah. Yeah. than I ever have in my life, yeah. and now I'm excited about golf again. Yeah. So
1: Fixing Lars' scoliosis.
2: Fixing, it looked like he had been in three Ben Hogan accidents <laughs> and four Tiger accidents at the same time. Like he fell out of a Boeing jet into a car accident. Lars, we, Lars, be, I'm sorry, we love though. you, Lars, I'm sorry, bro. You're you. pure now, though. No, yeah, he looks he way more natural. Yeah, yes, it's yes, like, yeah, yeah. just stand there, hold the club, and relax.
1: Yeah. All right, so shout out your page and wherever yeah, you can Yeah, because I do like, want to say this you are a wonderful teacher and you've got a great setup now and you're you're ready to take on as many students as possible you are just so people know um and we are wrapping this up you're you're not a fraud you are paying for a life in los angeles based on golf instruction that's what you do there's no other job it's what you do so this is a real teacher with real great advice ready to take on any student DM him. What's the Instagram?
2: My Instagram is at Dave Fink, F I N K, golfs with an S on the end. Uh, I just started a TikTok. My wife made me start a TikTok. I we started pretty,
0: one, but we haven't done it yet. Was, so we're scared. I was pretty anti
2: for a while, but I've gotten like seven thousand followers in like twenty days. Yeah, nice. So a lot of negative comments, a lot of good ones. But so I have a private teaching studio. I wish I could. I, a no, private yes. teaching studio in Alhambra. We have a track man. We have a chipping and putting area. Yeah. Um, we also have a gym because I do, you know, I help a lot of guys with um, exercises to help your mobility. Mm. Nothing like getting you like Bryson, but, you know, maybe a little more flexible. I like a lot I of my students I, I do have
0: something that will, uh, once the show's over off camera, that ask your opinion on, um, and it's the, the main reason why I've stayed away from golf lessons my whole life. And it's an old skateboarding injury so it's it's a wrist thing and i've had to learn how to hit the ball the way i hit it because of that you know
2: okay well that's a great point that's a good jumping off point for me in terms of how i teach lessons i'm not going to put you at square one and make you feel like now i do this can't even yeah. go to the course because i'm so lost what i do is i take your swing we make it more comfortable we make it more simple and more repeatable but I'm not going to confuse you. If you ever take a lesson and you leave feeling confused, the teacher failed. I'm You're sorry. Fired? They fucking failed. And guess what? I wasn't... I was you not so long ago. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. I was the one learning, how do I break 90? Okay, now how do I break 80? Yeah. Now how do I break 70? So I know how to do it. Yeah. And I want to help you do it. And you can do it. And it's not going to take 30 fucking years or 40 lessons. So come see me. It's fun. I promise you, you will learn and I promise that you will actually get better. This is my life. You know, the the social media stuff is cool because I get to reach like an audience, but my passion is teaching. I want to make you better. I want to help you have more fun. And that's the bottom line.
0: Well, Patrick, thanks for your hard work this week. We're, We're heading out to the desert. We're going to spend some little more time with my boy Finks here. Let's just chalk a toast up real quick. Yes, sir. To our boy, yeah. Bacardi. Yeah. Tony Bacardi. Tony Bacardi here,
1: bud. Yeah. Next time. Dave, <laughs> this is for you, buddy. Here's oh, a yeah. smoking Yellow. tom T- lapel token pen for being a great guest. What? Yeah.
0: Gold lapel pen. Yeah. And okay, eight.
2: I'm going to wear this in every tournament I have now because I, I'm a kind of superstitious guy. I love it. And I just like to like feel ready. Yeah. So I got, you know, like three Ts in this pocket. And yeah. So this is going to become... Like, if I, don't have, if I don't have this, I'm going to flip the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, this needs to be. If you lose it, let us know. We'll, we'll FedEx one
0: over here. We'll <laughs> you guys
2: are the best. <laughs> thank you for being cool, and thank you for being a positive influence on the golf community. Thank you. I can't. Thank just, you. Your mission is the shit. Yeah. Mission Golf you? is the shit. Thank you very everybody much. Everybody play more golf and have more fun. Here, one last cheers. Yep.
1: Cheers to, to the cheers. boys.
2: Yeah. Hey, and shit. to everybody that wants to get better. You can do it, and it's easy, and it's fun. Cheers.